Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. We're both dealing with massive depression right now. Jimmy, don't even tell me how you are today. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I'm not massively depressed. Okay. I'm not massively depressed. That's all. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, let's say this, that um, that was awful. Um, seriously, that was awful. And, you know, there's there's one Auburn fan that's come on Twitter. I mean, we were doing this right after the game. There's one Auburn fan that's come on Twitter and said, hey, you know, Luke Robinson's been preaching uh, if if going to the NCAA tournament is is a bad year, then we should be happy. Uh, he said Alabama has all the talent in the world, and, and Alabama's 11 and 13 since Nate Oates stuck his arm out uh, to shake Kelvin Sampson's hand. My first reaction was, yeah, the handshake fake. That's what did it. Um, my second is um, – that I, I don't know what to say other than, yes, this the way this season ended is disappointing. And, you know, I'm not trying to sunshine pump by any stretch of the imagination. I was trying to keep a positive outlook because, you know, frankly, most of my natural life, people have always had this, like, love-hate relationship with, with Alabama basketball, Alabama basketball fans, that is. I would say probably starting with around um, – right after the Wimp Sanderson era, right? And ever since then, it's always like Alabama basketball fans are always, hey, yeah, we're doing good, but. And then when we when we lose again, like, see, I told you, we, all, we just always seem to suck. I mean, how quickly we forget we weren't. We were so bad a few years ago. I mean, we would have begged the CBI to take us. So there is a positive in the fact that we went to the NCAA tournament. It is also true. These are not these are not things that that have to function away from one another. It is also true that we stunk to high heaven today. We stunk, Jimmy. We stunk. I I thought the week off would inject this team with a little bit of life. They went out there like zombies. And even when they had a moment to use Javon Quinterly's injury so unfortunate. I hate it for him. But you could have used that as a spark plug. Like, let's rally. Let's rally behind our guy. He came out of the tunnel on crutches, came and sat on the bench, and nothing happened. Nothing. It, and it wasn't like because Javon was out is why we got the hell beat out of us. That's not it. I mean, we we looked lifeless. And every time – I think it's Blake Lovell. I think that's his name. I, I'm sort of in a funk right now. But he's a great basketball follow on Twitter. And he he said that last possession was symbolic of Alabama seizing, meaning the possession where we get a huge block, we save it in bounds. JQ's got it up the floor. We've got numbers. He tries to swing it cross court. It ends up in a transition dunk for Notre Dame instead. That that that's Alabama this year. That's what it is. You go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I think the way the season ended was disgraceful uh the four game losing streak is disgraceful i think nate oates had 
zero communication with this team. They didn't respond to him. I'm not sure they'd respond to anybody. And at the end of the season, it was pretty easy to assume, uh, probably correctly. But this, I, I think this team is, you know, needed to be put out of its misery, frankly. So in that in that sense, I'm not upset. This is over at all. I'm almost glad I'm not forced to watch it anymore. Now uh, that all said, Alabama and I picked Notre Dame to win the game. Uh, and that was, and if you'd have told me before the game that we would not have Javon Quinterly, and that's what happened, we didn't have Quinterly in this game, then I'd have told you the game wouldn't be close. Uh, so I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, and it's not that I gave up the, the second Quinterly was hurt, but that, that, that was easy to guess. As frustrating as it's been, uh, you know, as frustrating as it's been uh, to watch Quinterly this season with his ups and downs, uh, he was the SEC tournament MVP. And his name wasn't drawn out of a hat. I mean, when when Quinterly has it working, when he has it going on, he's really good. And Alabama didn't have him today. Uh, so I think it was going to be real uphill no matter what. Uh, but then Alabama just kind of generally played like they did in, in their other games down the stretch. It, it, it's crazy. If you'd have told me the day after Alabama beat Gonzaga in Seattle how the season would go, I just wouldn't have believed it. And, and, and then now I've watched it happen. And uh, even though I still don't believe it, I certainly believe what happened today. It just wasn't a surprise, especially with Quinterly out. I think for Alabama to mount a run in the NCAA tournament, it would be behind their most experienced uh, guard. And that's, that's Quinterly by far. Uh, I thought JD, particularly in the first half, played really well. The second half, we saw more of JD's inconsistencies and in terms of the turnovers, uh, and he still is too reluctant to put up shots, even though we know that's not the strength of his game. But overall, uh, I'm just kind of glad it's over. Uh, I, I don't think this team cared too much about, about it being over, which is a real shame. And uh, to me, I'm super interested in the roster turnover between now and next season. I am not like I think the majority of fan. I don't. I don't want all these guys to go. Uh, I, I would like some of them to come back, particularly the obviously talented ones like JD, like Betty Yako, who have extreme uh, professional talent upside. Uh, so I, I'm really interested to see what what's going to happen with the roster turnover. Uh, I, I'm I honestly, uh, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to watch this team play again. Is the best way I can put it. Apropos of nothing, I hope Doug Shaw's, um his luggage gets lost in Hawaii or something. That I hate that official. I literally do. Every time he does one of our games, I'm just like, damn it. He's just that, gone. That, but th that that's call, not what I need uh, I just don't like him. <laughs> I well, just don't you know, like him. Great. Well, frankly, this is a great opportunity to complain about it because Alabama didn't lose that game because of officiating. Not even close. Alabama richly deserved a blowout loss on its True own that. without the help of the officiating, which is all the more reason to, to, to get on the officiating because we're not blaming the loss on them. We're just talking about how utterly woeful, pathetic, blind, incompetent they are. And that the call that we're both referring to was so bad. I wonder how you can how can you have that job? and make that call is mind-blowing. Yeah, um, 
if, if you're talking about the uh, – I think we're talking about the no charge on the call and then also – I mean, the no call on the charge and then also on the late three-pointer, which by the by this time it was already too late. Frankly, I thought Oates should have gotten a tech much earlier than that. Um, and then the call – I was actually talking about the intentional – I was actually talking oh, about – Oh, the intentional – yeah, yeah, the yeah. intentional foul on Notre Dame that they didn't call and instead called a foul on the victim, which is pretty much like – it's pretty much like, remember when Lee Harvey Oswald shot Jack Ruby? No, when Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald dead. And it would have been like they handcuffed Lee Os Oswald, his dead body on the floor, handcuffed him and said, we're charging you with the murder of Jack Ruby. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, that, that call was bad too. But again, and that call was a momentum swing because it, it would have been our ball with two shots, I guess. And, um, they, I think they went down and hit a three that possession instead. But again, you know, frankly, Jimmy, this probably saved us. I mean, it probably saved us from getting absolute. We got beat up pretty good by Notre Dame. It probably saved us from getting the damn hell beat out of us by Texas Tech. I, I mean, Texas Tech, oh, yeah. they looked fantastic, and we looked like shit. Um, oh, I've got Texas. I've got Texas Tech in the Final Four. Uh, I, I, I've got, they're, they're one of the, they're one of the two survivors that I have in my final four is Texas tech. But I'll say this one thing. I, 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 I'll, if Notre Dame shoots like they did today, uh, yeah, they can play with Texas tech. They'll play with anybody. They, they shot 75% from three in the first half. That's hard to do in an empty gym. But, but and, Jim, uh, see, let me cut you off because here's the thing that, that I'm beginning to see. Everybody goes, man, everybody just shoots lights out against us. Maybe we play shitty D. They, yes, they were contested sometimes. We do. Yes. Oh, the stats say we do. The stats yeah. prove we do. Yeah, we do. We're terrible so, on defense. But so, so, I'm just saying 75% is good against air. Now, if they'd have shot 60%, I'd be going, well, that's Alabama's shitty defense. But that last 15%, that's just Notre Dame's day. And that Karnak guy that I didn't really pay a lot of attention to in my game prep, he scored – you know, 50, uh, uh, that, that's just, you know, magic, I guess. It, his name's Cormac Ryan, which sounds like yeah. I'm reading his, I'm reading his name off of a folder in a doctor's office. Like, you know, Cormac <laughs> Ryan, is there a Ryan Cormac here? You know, it sounds like his name's backwards. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of the Jennings Hester Hennings Jester type situation. For those who remember the Alabama linebacker. Anyway, I guess we'll call it a day right here. We had to have a reaction video because Jimmy and I don't mind taking medicine. Um, well, we do. We don't like medicine. We wish we didn't have to take medicine. It'd be fantastic. I'm going to but, take um, some. I'm going to take some right now. In the in the <laughs> is it in a 16 ounce can or what? <laughs> it's in a um, big bottle and it started its life as a grape. Um yeah, this was awful. There's no sugar coating. This was horrible. Um, this is a bad uh, look. Well, yeah, yes, but look. again, I'm gonna. What, what I'm choosing to do is, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not say excited. That's the wrong term. I'm uh, really intrigued by the roster turnover. We got five freshmen coming in. I'm assuming Namari Burnett will be back. That's six. As to as to the makeup of the other seven guys, we have to have between now and then. I have no clue. No clue. Uh, I guess Gurley's coming back because he said he is. I guess Betty Ako's coming back because I don't. You know, I get. I, I don't know. I just think 
wow, I have no idea who's going to be on the team next year. That's fascinating considering next year's practice starts in about six and a half months. I don't know who's going to be on the roster. I, I don't I don't know who's going to be on the plane coming back from San Diego. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, um, you know, hey, we'll we'll talk again Monday. And, and look, Monday, we're, we're we might have a basketball wrap up, but we're about to get into spring practice like you wouldn't believe. Yep. Because we, that's the it's only a big football football week. Um, yep. All right, buddy. We'll talk again soon. Yep. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.